What's up, up homies? What's up, homies? I'm Erica. And I'm Roshane. And, as always, thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we begin the October rush of content. <laughs> I honestly, I really didn't know what I was going to say. Um, I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> I was winging it as I went along that sentence. <laughs> I was fully shocked that we didn't go into October's extravaganza. You know what? That's where I thought we were going. You know what? That's where it should have gone. That's where it should have gone. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to mix things up, but you're right. An oldie is still a goodie. So I lied. This is the October extravaganza. Welcome, <laughs> homies. I hope you're excited um, because I know that we are, uh, as I'm sure everybody else who loves horror has been waiting for October to arrive, and it's here, and it's finally here. Can you believe it? I can't. And if you're listening to this episode currently um, in a very cozy outfit with a mug with a warm drink inside of it, um, you're doing things right. Just mm -hmm. want you to know that you're seen and appreciated for what you're doing for the Halloween yeah, spirit. You're absolutely nailing it. You are already crushing the game. So yeah, keep it up. Because that is the vibe for all October. Even if you're in a place that is hot, I hope at least when you go home, you crank the AC so that you can put a sweater on. So that it feels Truly. october -y. How, how, I can't how tell if that was like directed at me well, in my current <laughs> desert situation. I was actually just about to ask you, how hot is it there? Um, you know, for the past two days, it's been bearable. So I'm thankful. Gotcha. However, it's supposed to be getting hot in like the next couple of days, to which I asked the universe why. <laughs> and I have not gotten an answer back yet. But if they do, I'll, I'll let you guys know. Awaiting but. a response. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, universe left me on red on that one. Oh, damn, that hurts. <laughs> that really hurts, especially in October. Don't do it to him like that. Not in the month he's been waiting for, <laughs> not in this, the holy uh, month, <laughs> yeah. not in this, the month that we are at our strongest. <laughs> that we are at our th oh, lord, I'm sorry. Oh, lord. <laughs> Yeah, I think the universe responded and they were not pleased. The <laughs> universe is like, you know what? I'm going to stop you right there because <laughs> you're doing too much. Um, but tomorrow, at least at the time of us recording this, tomorrow for me it is going to be in the 50s, which will be the coolest that it's been um, in a while. So as a result, I'm going to head over to Spirit Halloween because I've been waiting for a cooler day where I can really get into the spooky vibes. So I'm excited for that. Should be fun. Hopefully they have some cool stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm like ready to to get decorated and get a move on. 
I, I agree. This year, more so than other years, I really want to surround myself in the spooky season mm-hmm. spirit. I want as much of it around me as possible so I can just absorb all of that dark energy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I can harness that power. Well, <laughs> and I think for me, and let me know if it's the same for you, um, I feel like last year, because of the circumstances, I I was kind of mediocre as far as what I did for the month. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we did a lot for the podcast and and things like that, but I didn't really go that crazy um, decorating-wise, and I kind of want to remedy that this year because I feel like I'm starting to, like, perk up again and pep up again about it, and, and the thing about it is I'm like, even if I get a ton of decorations, I can always keep them for future years. So I definitely want to make true. up for the slack the slacking Erica of last year. Agreed. Yeah, I think a lot of us were um, not quite in the spirit last year. Totally fair. Totally fair. Completely fair reasons, yeah. But this is the year where we shine, all right? Yeah, this is our redemption arc. <laughs> starts today. Well, it starts, starts to- tomorrow. Well, actually, it kind of does start today. Um, oh, you're right. Yes, it does based start on today. This it does start today um because we both are this we're both um conquering some childhood fears today that mm-hmm. we had previously kind of let fester for years and years <laughs> um we <laughs> completely unchecked yeah, and unhinged totally Just... unchecked and we decided this is a, a theme that we had decided or actually earlier in the year that we wanted to do as an episode, but we thought it would be fun to wait until October because it just kind of fit for it. Um, And so, yeah, we both thought it would be really fun (laughs) to choose a movie. So each of us chose our own. Choose a movie that scarred us as children, terrified us, left some kind of impact on us. And that was so scary to us as kids that we maybe had avoided it since then. Um, And we tasked ourselves to rewatch it now as adults and kind of confront that fear and see if it holds up or if that was our childlike brain. Which it's kind of in line, too, with if you've been with the podcast for a little bit now, you know, last year in October, we jumped around with themes a little bit. And one of the themes we did last year was children's horror. So it's mm-hmm. kind of nice. It's kind of a nice full circle that a year later, we're going back and tackling some of our childhood horror um, that we've talked about quite a few times throughout the podcast. Like we've mentioned these picks at least once or twice throughout 100%. the year and some change we've been around. Oh, for sure. Although I think yours, yours, I will say, was a little surprising to me because I know that you have a thing thing with dolls, and true, so true. I and obviously like we've covered child's play in some capacity already so Mm -hmm. i was like oh that's probably out of the question but i'm surprised that there was not another doll related horror movie that you had maybe caught whiff of when you were a kid that right i i kind of thought that too but honestly prepping for this episode i realized that through 
homies of horror and you know doing this podcast we've actually been confronting a lot of my childhood demons mm-hmm. um over the course of the year like we already we already tackled freddie yeah we got we did the original nightmare in elm street that was a big one for me and then recently we also did Candyman, which is was another movie that haunted me as a kid um so my list although i was a very frightened young lad growing up um, my list has been shrinking throughout the year as we cover more and more movies However, my pick was was definitely one that um, has eluded us right. up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so going with um, the it pick was <laughs> the it factor. I, it, the it factor. <laughs> the it factor still existed in my memory mm-hmm. banks, and I thought that this would be a great time to try and tackle that. Right. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mm-hmm. know at least for me, I I picked a movie that I had refused to watch it like since i since it first scared me i mm-hmm. had refused to ever return and rewatch it and so this was a first watch for me since that fateful evening um mm-hmm. is that the same for you with it or had you seen oh 100 okay i never i never made it to the second half of it really i never made it there yeah because every time i try and make it through the first half with the uh, with Pennywise and he would just get me every single time. So I had never seen the portion of this movie where they like fully became adults and all I never never seen it. Couldn't make it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mhm. Okay, cuz yes, it is a movie that I have watched many many times and I and obviously, since we were kids, we're talking about the original miniseries that they did for TV. But I think with it, the first time that I watched it, I remember, like, I can't recall exactly what age I was. I just know they used to play it on sci-fi a lot. And Mm -hmm. I think by the time I was that age, although Pennywise was a scary notion to me, I think there was a certain element to it because it was a little bit dated even by the time that we watched it that Mm -hmm. I was like able to step back a little bit and it was more of like no this is a movie like that's like I I was able to differentiate that that was not real life and that Pennywise wouldn't hurt me unlike I was uh, which I was not able to do with the movie that I picked today (laughs) like I was not (laughs) able to do that with that one but with it I was able to kind of step back and say oh this is just like a movie I can I can sit down and enjoy this and even though it's creepy I'm not worried that Pennywise is going to be bebopping around the streets (laughs) (laughs) very true very true yeah it's it's crazy to think um, and it was something that wowed me when I was watching the movie and realizing that I'd never made it that far is there were several occasions where I actually sat down to watch it. And I was like you, where it kind of just came on TV. So I would catch it at different points early in the first half. And I would just always get to a couple key scenes and change the channel because I'd be like, I don't want to watch this right now. Mm-hmm. This is creeping me out. I I do not. I literally, literally do not want to finish this. Right. Um, so I will say the thing that is interesting about it as well is now when we when I went to rewatch it for today, I realized, oh, it's it's three like it's three hours and like seven minutes, I think. But I remember catching it on TV 
it's like six hours long if you add in all the commercials. So mm -hmm. it was one of those things where you had to cut out a chunk of your day if you wanted to watch the entire miniseries <laughs> because they always played the first part and then the second part back to back. And so mm -hmm. if you came in at the wrong section or if you like, and I'm sure that's what it was for you is you probably caught that first bit it, like in like the first half of the right, day <laughs> in the first half of the day and then you know if you walked away and were like no i'm not going to watch the rest of it and then if you always came back to it and you only saw that first bit you're never going to want to watch because you're already scared of it so you're never going to want to watch the next half because you have to mm -hmm. re-watch you have to sit there and re-watch like two hours worth of the movie just to get to the later half to see what happens if you're already <laughs> scared you're not going to commit to that like, if I didn't have the balls before, what makes you think? <laughs> they definitely aren't here now. They're gone. <laughs> they, they, they definitely have not dropped in this time period. I apologize, but no, no, no. Joke's on you. I'm going to watch cartoons instead. Correct. That is correct. <laughs> but, okay, well, shall, should we hop into it in that case and dive into some of that, some of that fear for you? Yes, we shall. All right, homies. As always, we are now entering into double dose of spoiler territory, so you have been warned. But first off, we're going to be talking about the 1990 miniseries It, based on the novel by Stephen King. It, directed by directed and written by Tommy Lee Wallace, starring Richard Thomas, Tim Reed, John Ritter, Dennis Christopher, Annette O'Toole, Harry Anderson, Richard Mazur, and Tim Curry. Georgie Denbro was killed in the spring of 1960 during a heavy rainstorm in Derry, Maine. Bill, Georgie's brother, has had a difficult time since his brother's passing. Stricken with grief, and pestered by bullies. Only the Losers Club, a group of Bill's close friends, can help him find the one responsible for his brother's death. A clown with razor-sharp teeth and a disgusting bloodlust known only as It. The group find and defeat It, but 30 years later, it returns again. With the creature revived and no hope in sight, the losers must return to Derry and stop it once and for all. Insert killer clowns, dark and dingy sewers, and surprise balloon parties here. Our film concludes with the Losers Club returning to the sewers and laying their childhood fears to rest before it lays them to rest instead. Also, we all float down here, Georgie. Roll credits. Why? They chose the freaking cutest kid to be Georgie. I know. Why is that kid so adorable? You know, what's funny is like as an adult and not as a kid, I right. feel like Georgie's death hurts so much more. 
because like, I feel like as a kid, I'm just scared. Like, oh my God, that could be me. Or as an adult, I'm like, that poor child. Just He's so stinking cute. And the cut thing down in his pride. <laughs> tore down at the beginning of his life. Well, and also because Georgie is smart like he he's he knows that pennywise is a stranger and that mm-hmm. he shouldn't be talking to him pennywise just keeps tricking him like time and time again it's like foiled again <laughs> the sweetest cutest child but all right this is this is your pick so i just i desperately need to know roshane what's in your notebook All right, first thing in my notebooks, and this one's written in all bold, is I still hate clowns, period. (laughs) (laughs) Period. (laughs) Period. Did you ever like clowns? Like, do you remember when you were a kid? Was there ever a period of time where you were, like, all about the circus? or No, absolutely absolutely not. Never, never been a fan of clowns. Always been in the group of kids that um, were absolutely terrified of clowns. Specifically, like, the fully done-up clown makeup clowns, you know what I mean? Not, like, Cirque du Soleil didn't freak me out, but... (laughs) (laughs) The the fabric, (laughs) the fabric dancing and everything, that was fine. (laughs) I was okay with that. That that stuff was all good, but the the moment they put that red nose on, um, I lost my shit. Uh, No, I (laughs) I never really liked clowns, but I genuinely think that it is the reason for that. Um... It's mainly so anytime I talk about the movie It and when people ask like, oh, why did that scare you so much as a kid? The biggest thing for me was um, one Tim Curry's performance as Pennywise that was Mm -hmm. um, very, very visceral as a young lad. Um, But it's the teeth. It is those razor sharp teeth that the original Pennywise had that is there's a mental image just burned in my brain from when I was younger of seeing those teeth for the first time when he's reaching up to grab Georgie and just screaming at the top of my lungs. Mm -hmm. I think what's so smart about the way that they did Pennywise and the way that Tim Curry performs Pennywise is he is a clown. Like when you see him, he is just a clown. He's just he looks a clown. like a regular person who, yeah, you you look at him and you say, yeah, that's a clown that I would see at a circus. That's a clown that maybe would be hired for my birthday party for some devilish reason. You know, you see that clown, you see him as a clown. He doesn't look like a threat. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of plays around with you. And then the more that he talks, the more sinister things get. And that's the element of it that's also nasty is pennywise thrive he feeds off of your fear and fear within you makes you taste more delicious to him so he's not this is not a quick gotcha and i'm done he needs to ramp up that fear within you mm-hmm. which is also a terrifying element to a villain oh most definitely knowing it ain't coming quick (laughs) it's there's some foreplay to this meal and it's (laughs) not gonna be fun for you but it's gonna be a blast for him yep yep it makes like it makes a lot of sense now looking back why pennywise scared me so much because i was absolutely terrified of freddy krueger growing up and Mm -hmm. re-watching this movie they have a lot of similarities in that regard of the mental anguish that they put you through when they're 
you know, chasing after you. Whereas, um, you know, Freddy wants to tweak your dreams and mess with you while you're sleeping. Pennywise does basically the same thing, but you don't have the the safety net of being awake anymore. It's like he can strike at any moment. And yeah, yeah. That, that's super scary. He truly can just pop up anywhere, any time of the day. It doesn't matter who you are, who you're with, what you're doing. Although, I mean, yes, he targets you when you are alone, but it doesn't matter. You could be at school, you could be in the shower, you can be in your bathroom. It That is irrelevant to him. He is just hungry and you are the meal. Mm-hmm. And that is... Yeah, he he has no bounds. Obviously, much yeah, much like Freddy. If it's like, if if Freddy didn't only exist in the dream world, he would be Pennywise because Pennywise can do and be anything. Mm-hmm. And he also has some pretty killer one-liners. I think my favorite. I think my favorite is when he comes out of the shower drain and when he's like scaring Eddie and he's like, here I am, Wheezy. (laughs) (laughs) So out of pocket. (laughs) I I don't know why that made me. I was gasping when he said that. I was like, not Wheezy. Yeah, Pennywise started. Pennywise started at Nightmare 3, Freddy, in terms of, like, the wisecracks and and talking that good-ish. He's, he's like, practicing his stand-up routine the whole movie. He's like, (laughs) I'm just going to throw this out there and see if it lands. And they all basically all land for me. (laughs) I think what made Pennywise so scary growing up was this idea that, like, I was younger and... I was just at that age where adults that I didn't know were already scary. Like when you're younger, I think people um, push onto you this notion that strangers are dangerous, stranger danger, stay away from strangers, um, which ultimately can lead to a fear of strangers. And so this notion that this regular clown, this stranger in a way was so diabolical and like, monstrous under the surface is a really scary idea and it makes the simplicity of his design even scarier Mm -hmm. because you never know when it's going to be the happy-go-lucky clown and then when it's going to shift into the flesh hungry whatever the fuck he's supposed to be and i and i think there's this element to it too when you're a kid you think oh well Uh, an adult like maybe i'd be safe with an adult like an adult could save me and i think that's another thing is what we start to see in the latter half of this movie is that adults are also susceptible to pennywise although Mm -hmm. children are easier because they're easier to scare so um you know it's easier for him to go after them that doesn't mean that he can't kill adults he can Mm -hmm. and so it's this feeling of oh it doesn't matter who i'm with there's no protection the only thing like it's up to me right it's up to it's up to these kids to solve this issue because not only that but dairy itself the town is unwilling to see the issues unwilling to see that something is wrong and they're unwilling to try and 
protect their children in any way. It's almost just mm-hmm. like, oh, well, every 30 years, a bunch of kids die. But, you know, what are you going to do? It's dairy. Like, that's <laughs> what it feels like. And that's scary, too, as a kid to think, oh, it's it's really up to me. I have to figure out how to protect myself and protect my friends against this endless being, apparently, or I will die. Right. And it's also another, I mean... You, but both of us make this joke a bunch, but uh, you know, Erica loves a movie that goes after Get the kids. Get the kids, that Pennywise, <laughs> eat him, yeah. But that's that's got to be another factor too, right? And like going back to some of the other movies, again, using the Freddy um, comparison there, another movie where the main villain is attacking kids and growing up and watching that, um, does have an effect, at least it did on me, because you're so used to in these scary movies watching the adults, you know, flee for their lives and try and survive whatever the danger is. But then every once in a while you run into these movies where the people who you used to think were safe, i.e. yourself as a kid, are no longer safe. Like, they don't mind killing off kids in this story. And mm-hmm. that's something that you don't see all the time and so when you do see it, I think it really um, it really stands out because now it's like, oh, I can relate to this because that could be me. Like mm-hmm. Pennywise could go after me. Freddie could go after me. And, you know, with a tiny um, soon to be a creative type brain growing up, that was rough on me, man. <laughs> I well, the, I mean, the movie starts off hot. We start off with a child murder. This little girl in her yard playing. Her mom tur- steps away for a moment, a whisper of a second, to go bring the towel inside. And that's all it takes. Pennywise comes out of the sheets, silent but deadly, and snatches her and then... She and she's dead. And as a kid, you don't want to sit down and watch a movie. And within 30 seconds, they said, but what if that was you? <laughs> but <laughs> but look at this <laughs> little kid. Hey, 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 look. And look at look at this little stretcher that this child is being wheeled that on. Could you imagine? Like, I didn't I don't like that. <laughs> that could be you. That, that could, really be could be you. you know what's wild, too, is this movie is not. Like, it's got some blood, right? But it's not a particularly gory movie mm-hmm. by any means. Mm-hmm. And you don't even really see any deaths uh, on screen. But this is one of those cases where leaving it up to your imagination is almost worse. Because especially when it comes to the kids and them being killed by Pennywise, the adults talk about it very descriptively if you listen hard enough. Like, even I think with georgie's death they were like yeah his arm got ripped clean off and it's like no we didn't get to see that but that does make your imagination go wild Mm -hmm. over this poor young boy who we just saw two scenes earlier fully full of life and in his prime yeah running running through what's obviously a sunshiny day that they added rain is so bright the sky is so blue when they go to that shop like out of the store out of the storm drain that's like looking up at georgie the sky is perfectly blue and 
clear behind him. And I was like, oh, man, <laughs> they're pelting this kid with rain. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> something that I remember the first time I watched this that I think is why I enjoyed it so much and why I kept coming back to it is I think beyond the Pennywise, because obviously that is such a huge factor in this film, this movie is a really lovely story about a group of friends who find solace in each other who like don't fit in and don't belong mm -hmm. and they they all find each other and through their friendship are able to find the strength to fight back and i always really liked that that element of it like i always loved when they finally came together well at the at the end of the first half when they finally mm -hmm. come together as as a group and like go to battle pennywise i always thought that that was very very I was always like ready for that moment. Yeah. Also, there's a lovely, there's a very nice Motown soundtrack that like is is pieced <laughs> in throughout this film that gives it a really fun, like nostalgic vibe. It almost feels like you're watching like the Wonder Years or something sometimes. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so strange going from the temptations and then all of a sudden <laughs> there's like <laughs> balloons full of blood splattering everywhere. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> am I happy or am I scared? My emotions can't compute this. I can't handle this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that, that that and that's one of the things that I definitely as a kid wasn't fully able to appreciate because I was so yeah. busy being afraid of the movie. I couldn't really watch the movie. Mm -hmm. So I never got to take in those little little um aspects of it that make it so fun and timeless in a way it gave me a lot of goonies vibes most <laughs> yeah. definitely this time around more so than ever before because this is the most i've ever watched um but i this this coming of age story that exists within this movie is really i agree really good really heartwarming um it's really touching to see these characters meet each other and then grow over time i really liked that Mm -hmm. And it was something that was definitely lost in the mist of my own fears. Right. Um, but, I mean, that being said, I, I will come out and say that this movie was nowhere near as scary no. <laughs> as an adult no. as it was as a kid. No. I, will, I will definitely say that. I will say the effects in it actually hold up a lot better than... I some of remember. them. Some yes. of them. <laughs> yes, let me be clear. So some of the effects I remember being a lot worse than they actually were, but then the effects that were bad, I didn't remember them at all. So when they happened, I said, wait, what is what is this? Because the effect, I rem for me, I remember one of the scariest moments being when um, Henry Bowers and his his little <laughs> duo of thugs are are down, and the one I think his name is Belch gets like Belch folded gets, in half, yeah, folded in and half, pulled and pulled in. Yes, so that used to be a moment that scared me a lot. And I remember as I got older, I was like, man, the effects of that are so cheesy. They're actually not that bad. It's just the light that behind him that makes it look mm -hmm. look silly. But him being pulled in is actually a pretty good pretty good moment and then of course it's cheesy there's like that cheesy moment afterwards where they do that like pan around shot of henry and his hair is like completely it's white completely and white standing up now and he looks like he his hair looks like that um like uh rufio from hook 
I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about. That's what his hair looks like. And I was I like, I was oh, thinking Doc kinda... from Back to the Future, honestly. They they went yeah, full. full white. Um, so, like, that moment was actually not that bad. But then the moment where Pennywise, <laughs> where, where Bev shoots Pennywise and he gets sucked down into the, oh, that into is, that's, the drain pipe. That pie. is the effect that made me say some effect. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like so obviously just like a rubber suit because it the way that it's puckering and sucking in on itself <laughs> it's like it's like collapsing within itself and you can tell that there is they were using some kind of vacuum machine probably to like mm -hmm. suck it down it looks oh god <laughs> it looks so silly and that is an aspect that now as an adult um with this new lens that I didn't have as a kid is just how silly a lot of the things in this movie yeah. are. There, there are some deep moments, most definitely. I won't take away from some of the the seriousness that does exist in this movie, but a lot of the super scary moments and even some of the just Pennywise messing with the characters comes across very slapstick. I think as an adult, mm -hmm. um, you know, most if not like half the scares. Uh, are usually just people being splattered with blood in one random way, shape, or form. Yeah, a lot of blood. Or Pennywise just being somewhere he shouldn't be and then <laughs> laughing as they run off. Like, that's that's yeah. usually what happens. Right. And and so it's like, when you, when you get to watch it with a more clear lens, you're like, this clown ain't, like, the scariest thing <laughs> in the clown, world. This clown kind of ain't shit. And, <laughs> and I remember another scene I remembered as being scary, but it really isn't when I rewatched it back, is the scene with Bev in the bathroom when the blood explodes and she hears, like, the little kids uh, down the pipe, like, down the drain. Mm -hmm. And when I rewatched it back, I think it's the way that they did the kids because the kids are basically, they're like, I'm Vicky, blah, blah, blah. I'm Matt. And it reminded me of like nicest kids in town from Hairspeed when they're like, I'm Tana, Brad, <laughs> I'm Tim. Vicky, Sarah. And it's like, oh man, I don't know. Like, it was just really hard for me to take it seriously this time around. I know I remember a lot of people giving props to the new it for how well they cast the older actors to look like the younger actors. I actually think they did a very good job in this one. The only one that's like a little bit off for me is Ben, because mm -hmm. I don't see how that child turned into um, into John Ritter. That was the only one where I was like, that's a bit of a stretch. But I feel like everybody else, specifically Mike, like look like the adults that they cast them as mm -hmm. and I, agree with that. I thought that was pretty nice um 
speaking of Mike, Mike is like the saddest part of this film for me. The, like every time I watch this movie, I just feel so sad. Like I just get so bummed for him. I remember when I was younger, I hated that, that um, bicycle scene between Mike and um, Bill. Bill. I used mm -hmm. to think it was super cheesy, but now that I'm adult, I actually think it's really sweet. And it, Yeah, it, I, it, I really like that scene. It, it's cute. And it's like so nice to see them just get to be kids because... One thing that I always think about is Mike didn't get to have like he had to stay behind and all his friends forgot about him and they were like his family and mm -hmm. they all went on and had these like prosperous lives and they were able to not think about Pennywise and Mike just had to chill there. And so it's so sweet when they all come back and he finally gets to like breathe again. I, I just, now I really love that scene. Like I, I think it holds a lot more weight for me now than it did when I was a kid. True, true. I will say though, I have forgotten about all the racial undertones that were in this movie. Yeah. And they definitely blindsided me uh, several times throughout it, this film. It's a lot. I mean, the book is way more intense. There's some huge racial um, undertones. There's some huge homophobic scenes. It's a lot in the book. Mm -hmm. So it's they actually like cleaned it up a little bit for, <laughs> for the movie, if you can believe that. <laughs> But, but yeah, I mean, well, that all, all that being said, though, uh, I think I think what was really enjoyable about revisiting this movie and actually getting to watch it for the first time was mm -hmm. one getting to see the story in its full scope. Uh, finally watched it from beginning to end. It only took 29 years. Right. Uh, but it was it was really cool to see the. Uh, cycle and change between the young kids get, becoming adults and then coming back and then you know having to navigate through their their childhood past mm -hmm. um it felt very reminiscent honestly of going back and watching this movie there felt like a big parallel there for me because i felt like the characters did returning to dairy and dealing with it again after so many years of just putting it to the back of your mind and not thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you were you were going up against Pennywise, and it seems like you came out unscathed. <laughs> um, oh yeah, yeah. Nah, he wasn't shit this time around. Like, yeah, you came out much better than Eddie, unfortunately. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna let me ask you really quick before we move on. Now that you have seen it all the way through to the end, how do you feel about? the end like what do you think about the way that everything gets resolved because you didn't know how it ended yeah right? i had yeah i i just assumed that everything they was hopefully okay. <laughs> stopped him at some point but no i never got to see the conclusion um yeah i don't know it's it's hard it's kind of hard to say um because for me the effects of like the whole it reveal are just so dated that it was distracting levels of dated mm -hmm. so i was like i couldn't really like feel the full um grasp of the situation when they were having their final um confrontation mm -hmm. yeah but but the idea honestly i don't know i think i think that's the that's the most honest answer i can give is like i don't really know how i feel about how it ended mm -hmm. because Sure, I'm okay with him being some weird demon creature living in the sewers, yada, yada, yada. But it didn't explain how he was able to do all the things he was able to do. Like, 
there was not I don't feel like anything was explained in regards to our antagonist. I feel like that wasn't handled particularly well, but I think the story, the coming of age story of all of the kids into adulthood and what happens with them, I think is really good. I think the biggest bummer for me in the ending is that we don't get any more of Tim Curry as Pennywise. Pennywise is now a creature for the entire final battle, which mm-hmm. kind of sucks because it would be nice to it would be nice if maybe he was himself for a little bit and then changed so we could get a little bit more of like a back and forth. Um, mm-hmm. So that's unfortunate. And then it was kind of for me, it was kind of anticlimactic as well. Yeah. It's like, oh, you guys just had to push him over and like rip his, <laughs> heart, rip his heart out. <laughs> I really, I really want a cut of them, like you know, like stabbing the heart out mm-hmm. um, to the audio of that one meme that's like, "Fight back, fight back!" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now let him up, let him up, <laughs> let him up, fight back. <laughs> it's just so silly, and you see like their shadows on the wall. It's pretty. It's pretty silly. It's the, the cheese, the cheese factor is up the there. The cheese but. gets upped. It's and then Eddie. I didn't want to laugh, but the scene where they cut outside and Richie just has Eddie's dead body slung across his shoulders. shoulders. Oh, they have to do him like that. I just felt like that was very, very, um, it it just felt odd because he was just like limp dead over Richie's shoulders. Richie's just holding him like a sack of potatoes. Yeah, I still to this moment don't even know how he died, but for the sake... For the sake of the movie, I was like, sure, yeah. we're three hours in. Yeah, he's dead. Sure, whatever. why not? He gets like grabbed. He just gets grabbed to death. I always thought that was strange. I was like, what happened? Because he didn't fall from that high. So I guess nah. Pennywise just squeezed him. It's the equivalent of Audra being bicycled back to life. It's like, <laughs> what the heck? Another, another moment of pure what the fuck, but sure. What? Again, like, you've had, you've yeah. got, you had me sitting here for three hours. I'll accept yeah. anything at this point. <laughs> yeah, why not? We'll we'll take it. I also love that shot of Bill when he's running down the the thing, and he's like, "Audra," <laughs> and then he's like running. Audra. <laughs> the, the, the audacity of these two to have their moment in the midst of the only busy intersection in this town. <laughs> Bill is a menace to society. I was like, why did you stop? You couldn't have, like, he only had to pedal a few more times and he would have been out of traffic. Why did you stop in the middle of 17 cars all trying to go through the intersection? I was like, <laughs> Bill, you really aren't shit for that because you're doing too, too much. Last thing I'm going to say, Beverly, when I was younger, I thought the way that they handled her was weird. Still weird to me. You know, I agree. But the other half of my brain also thought, was this the first successful polyamorous relationship on TV? (laughs) Question mark. Brother husbands. Yeah. Well. Those were the two camps of my brain. One part of my brain was like, this is being handled in a weird way. Yeah. Other part of my brain, 2021, is this just a semi-healthy polyamorous relationship? I'm not sure. But that's another reason that Bill kind of has me all the way fucked up because he's so hurt, like so down bad for Audra and so upset when she you know, is in turmoil and he loves his wife. He had no issues with Beverly falling onto his lips the minute she saw him (laughs) 
after how many years, like the immediate greeting was a smooch on the lips. And now all mm -hmm. of a sudden he's like, but I love my, I love my catatonic wife. What? <laughs> <laughs> but that's the last thing I'm going to say about that. Um, yeah, I, I could definitely tell you that younger Roshan would not have known how to process any of that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm happy that I watched that at a more mature age. Yeah, Good thing I'm so mature now. <laughs> um, but shall we rate? Shall we rate this? Sure. Okay. Well, um, so we can do it out of red balloons. Mm -hmm. We can do it. Well, should we do it out of red balloons? Because that was another thing. The there lack of as red many balloons. red balloons. Yeah. Yeah. It was a lot of a lot of colors of balloons in this. It one. Very much, very much Skittles. Like uh, there was every color of the <laughs> rainbow in this in this one. Actually, I feel like I saw more yellow balloons. That's what I was gonna. I think I saw way more yellow. Yeah. Than I was expecting red because of the remake, but I think there was a, a lot of yellow. Yeah. Used in this movie. Yeah, there was. So maybe we should switch that. Yellow balloons. We mm -hmm. can rate it out of beep beeps. Um, beep beeps. It's got to be beep beeps. Yeah. Like the moment you said it, I was like, you "That's what it. it needs to be." All right. Yeah. Let's do beep beeps. Beep beeps. Okay. Since okay. since this is your movie, mm -hmm. I will give you the honor of going first. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, so, going back, revisiting the OG, it uh, I will give, I will give it a three point eight out of five beep beeps. Ah. Yeah, it's like it's trying to keep it short and sweet. It's at this point in time a little bit dated, but the story's got heart. The characters are really cool. I think they're well acted and their transition over time is excellent. Tim Curry as Pennywise is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. His performance is absolutely great. Um, just it's interesting over time how your tastes and perceptions towards certain things do change. Because I do think as a coming of age pseudo crime thriller drama this movie is really really good as a horror movie i think this movie is not as scary as i remember it as a kid mm -hmm. and i don't think was ever as scary as i actually thought it was <laughs> right mm -hmm. okay. but it does leave it, it it did still i did still see some scenes and imagery that i remember young me fearing greatly and it was a nice sigh of relief to see those mm -hmm. and not piss myself so <laughs> I'm proud for that 3.8 out of 5 beep beeps okay i'll give this 4 beep beeps out of 5 i've always really really loved this mini series i've just always thought it was a lot of fun <laughs> i like the way that the story unfolds in the sense of like we meet their adult selves and then we have these flashbacks to these moments of them when they were younger. I love all the stuff with the young kids. I actually think the acting in it for the most part is pretty good. But yeah, I agree. Like it's it's dated, but it's charming. And also I know we, you know, we've made some jokes and laughed about the the practical effects, but I will say for a TV miniseries at the time with the budget that they had, I have to give it up to them for a using so much practical um, because obviously we, you know, the homies love practical over here. And also, yeah, like I, if I had watched that at the time, I actually think those effects would have been very effective. So I do have to give them 
props for that because as now they are you know heartwarming and cheesy but back then i think they did this is an amazing use of effects tim curry is killing it and i feel like where it falls off for me is that just that the last like half hour of this movie it, it just kind of becomes a bit of a slog but i really enjoy the whole everything as a whole i think really works together and i enjoy it so yeah four beep beeps out of five for me all right well i think we can we can knock that down as a fear faced fear face that's a great way i was thinking of how to put it but you beat me to it you already yeah. had you already had it locked and loaded i already had that one ready we are the fear facers well, we got another fear to face today, Erica. <laughs> yeah. We ain't out the woods yet yeah. because uh, now it's your turn to face your childhood yeah. fears. Yeah. Okay. So, homies, I chose Darkness Falls as my as my movie. Um, I believe I've told the story of Darkness Falls before, but if uh, I can't remember what, when I did, so I'll just say a quick version of it here. I caught Darkness Falls when I was younger. I had just la I just lost my or I my like last baby tooth was on the brink of falling out when I watched the movie, and then very soon after watching the movie, it fell out. I proceeded to toss that shit out of the window, so it wasn't <laughs> even in the house, and then I stayed up all night all of my lights on, my bathroom light on in case I need to run into the bathroom, pulled an all-nighter until that night had ended just in case. And then once I made it through, I said, okay, I guess I'm good. And then I <laughs> hadn't watched the movie until last night. So yeah, <laughs> let's get in, let's get into this one. Cause I had a bit of a, I had a bit of a time with this one, I will say, um, because we're doing things a little bit different this time. I am actually going to read the synopsis for Darkness Falls myself. Oh, I love a good Erica synopsis. We never get them. Never do this. Um, yeah. So I'll read my synopsis the best I can. <laughs> um, and yeah, let's get into it. But Darkness Falls came out in 2003. It was directed by Jonathan Liebesman. And it stars Chaney Clay as Kyle, Emma Caulfield as Caitlin, Lee Cormy as Michael. And that's basically it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that's good. <laughs> Move over, Cosmo and Wanda. There's a new fairy in town, and this time, she's out for blood. Welcome to Darkness Falls, a small town haunted by the legend of Matilda Dickinson, also known as the Tooth Fairy. After losing his last baby tooth, Kyle Walsh is attacked and witnesses the death of his mother at the hands of the evil fairy. 12 years later, it's up to him to help his childhood crush and her younger brother fight back or suffer the same fate. Insert bar brawls, flickering lights, and bloody kisses here. Our film concludes with Kyle doing his best to lift the curse and keep the citizens of Darkness Falls alive. Also, stay in the light! Damn! Roll credits. 
Thank you. I'm so proud, homie. I'm so proud. Thank you so much. They grow up so fast. Wow. <laughs> I can't believe I did it. We're breaking all kinds of barriers tonight, homies. I know I've done one before, but this one, this one was, uh, this one was close to my heart. <laughs> helping me deal, deal through some things. Um, okay, but <laughs> let's continue. Let's continue with the same energy, the same vibe. Mm -hmm. Let's deal with some things. Okay. Erica, what is in your notebook? Okay, so the first note I wrote was, I can't do this, bro. So basically, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I was really psyching myself out on the lead up to this movie. I like turned all the lights off. I got myself ready. And I think what it was is there are specific sequences in this movie that are just burned into my brain. The opening sequence is one of those. So I was really dreading getting through that moment because that first scene is the scene that like had stuck in my mind for so long. It was the scene that really scared me. And mm -hmm. so leading up to it, I was getting very nervous. And I told, I told Anthony, I was like, yeah, I'm watching a movie tonight that I haven't seen in a really long time. I'm actually really nervous about it. And he's like, oh, well, what's it about? I was like, well, it's about... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, well, well, it's a, it's about an, an evil tooth fairy, and he was like, I think you'll be okay. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, well, hold on, <laughs> now hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> I was like, I think you're being a little dismissive. <laughs> oh no, you sound like Kyle trying to warn people <laughs> of what's happening in that damn town. I was like, okay, now I know it sounds bad, but. <laughs> is a little bit more serious than <laughs> than it seems. But yeah, I'm not going to lie. The first 10 minutes of this was really hard for me to get through. I was very scared. I screamed twice. <laughs> <laughs> I screamed once when she when Caitlin popped up in the window and I screamed again when he pulled the blanket down and uh, the tooth fairy is right in front of his face because I couldn't remember what she looked like. Mm, um, mm -hmm. I just remembered that she flew. Like, I remember that, but I, I totally forgot that she wore a mask. And so the whole time I was like, what the fuck does she look like? And then when he pulled it down, I was like, that's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, once we got through that part and we got to when he was older, I think I was I was handling it a bit better. There were still moments, so I'll tell like the the other moment that always really got me was the moment in the hospital when they're when they're like all trying to escape and she's just snatching people oh, left and out right. The air. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That part also was always very nerve-wracking for me. So that one was like that one kind of got to me. And then the rest of it was like, I because those specific moments were like in my head, I remember bits and pieces about everything else, but a lot of it was like a reef, like I had forgotten about. So like that was, that was nice to mm -hmm. just remember it. But also this movie is only an hour and 15 minutes. Like there's 10 minutes of credits. And part of me feels like they did that because they were trying to lengthen it for a theatrical release. Because I, 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 by the time it ended, I was like, 
Now, I thought that, I was like, I could have sworn there was still like 15 minutes of this movie, and I looked it up, and there was, but it was all credits. I was like, <laughs> all right, <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> and that's kind of crazy, too, because like by the end of it, you're like, they really covered all the bases of this mm-hmm. story that they were trying to tell. Yeah, they like, did from everything inception they needed to, do. to final confrontation, they really do the entire gambit. Yeah. Yeah, and and you had seen this before, right? Oh yeah, I've seen this movie multiple times. Gosh, and now, yeah. granted, the first, funny enough, the first ten minutes were the most hazy to me. Mm. But I think literally from the moment that you see the mask forward, I remembered like the moment that I saw, like the moment he pulled the his sheets down, and I saw her face the rest of the movie just like rushed into my brain. I was like, oh, I've seen this so many times, especially all the stuff in the police station and like everything dealing with that stuff was very vivid in my memory. Mm. Wow, you're nuts. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This movie movie didn't ever scare you? No, not once. I don't think I've ever been afraid of this movie. Because... It's so funny that you mentioned Freddy for maybe like having that connection of like, oh, no wonder I was scared of Pennywise because I'm also scared of Freddy. There's a lot of similarities between A Nightmare on Elm Street lore and Darkness Falls lore um, in the sense of Matilda, although in this movie, Matilda is someone who was innocent and was wrongly killed. um, Mm -hmm. It's still someone who is coming back and specifically going after kids like putting a curse on the kids even though they didn't have anything to do with it someone who comes most like has to come at night who is preying on like something that is such a vulnerable thing it's something that happens to everybody everybody loses their baby teeth Mm -hmm. and you know that's something that you can't avoid and then there's like all of these little extra things where it's like, oh, but she can't come in the light. And like, if you don't look at her, yeah. you're fine. And it's it's true. There's a there's a lot. There's a lot of parallels between mm-hmm. her and Freddie, for sure, which yeah, is kind of funny that both the pigs yeah. um, stem to, I think, maybe our root childhood fear right. um, in our boy Freddie. But you know what I think it honestly was is when it, around the time I saw this movie, uh, I think I was still, I still had some teeth left, maybe that needed to needed to bounce, needed mm-hmm. to get yeeted out of my so mouth. So you had some time. Uh, but I had some time, and it was. I think I had already had the tooth fairy validity conversation at this point in time with like my friends in school or whatnot. And so, at whenever this movie came out and I watched it, I already had my conceptual idea of what the tooth fairy was. And I think I was a cynic as a kid. I think I was just like, yeah, it's my parents putting Mm. money under my stuff. Um, And so I think because of that, watching this movie and knowing that it's based in the lore of like this hypothetical tooth fairy, I think just as a kid, I couldn't relate to that because I'm like, that's not, (laughs) lack of a better term, that's not my tooth fairy. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so I think I was very, it was very easy for me to make the distinction that this is a movie, this is a fictional story, and I'm just watching 
a scary movie yeah. right now i think oh, is how man. i viewed it when i was younger dude you can tell me nothing i was so <laughs> sure i just knew that bitch was coming for me and the thing about it is like it only happens in darkness falls but it's so funny because that was something that normally worked for me you know when there are these 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 movies where it was in such a specific place, that was usually something that I could say that would make me feel better. But for some reason with this, I was like, well, she flies. So how hard would it be to get over to Colorado Springs? That's a that's less than a night's journey, I'm sure. Like, I was just like, it's so easy. Like, it's so simple. What if she runs out of teeth in Darkness Falls? Like, she probably will be looking around for other places, other children. And now I've watched this movie. I've seen her face. I'm, she knows yeah, that I've yeah, seen I was her like, face. I, I did. I was like, and I've seen what she looks. I know her true face. <laughs> She's coming for me. I've seen her face. <laughs> Show us your face, Matilda. <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't. Yeah, I was shook. And I think it was also one of those things where I really had no business watching that movie. So I didn't want to tell anybody that I was scared because like mm -hmm. I didn't know if that like if I even should have been watching that movie at the time. And I didn't want to like tell my parents like, hey, guys, so uh i'm gonna die tonight like i just want to let you guys know <laughs> i'm going to be murdered tonight uh it's it's just you know be prepared for that in the morning when you come and get, come to wake me up like mom dad i'm going to school also i have ptsd over this movie i watched about a tooth fairy okay bye, bye. <laughs> see you later bye oh and i lost my last tooth okay bye love you <laughs> um but actually Rewatching this as an adult, I'm surprised that I liked it as much as I did because obviously in my head I was like, yeah, this is going to be super cheesy because it is such a silly, silly um, premise. But I also remember I was like early 2000s movie horror movies took themselves really seriously, especially when the premise was as outlandish as this. I remember they would still take themselves really serious. And mm -hmm. so I didn't think it was going to be cheesy and like, you know, a, a ginger dead man type of way. But I was just like, oh, it's probably it's I don't think it's going to be as scary as I as I think. And I don't see how this story is going to be um, able to, you know, continue to go for the full time like I don't I didn't know how it was going to be fleshed out but I, I actually really liked it I actually thought they did a really good job with the story I really enjoyed the characters like our main characters that we have and mm -hmm. even with the intro because the intro is probably honestly the silliest part of it because it's like a, a voiceover narration that like tells us the story of Matilda. But it's presented in a very fairy tale way, which ends up working because you do find out that she is a fairy tale that gets told to children in Darkness mm -hmm. Falls. And so that even that ends up being tied into the story pretty well. Yeah. I agree. And it's, I think that's a strong direction to take the character because using things like childhood, uh, you know, nursery rhyme characters or whatnot, and then turning them into these murderous creatures uh, is definitely a great way to scare some kids real, real easy and real quick. Like, mm -hmm. uh, but I, I agree with something that you said about the early 2000s and horror movies is one, this movie oozes early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Just That's like left and right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
But I think that time, although we got a lot of questionable horror movies during that period of time, I do think it was a very revolutionary time in terms of like technology and like shooting styles and whatnot. Mm -hmm. So I think you're seeing a lot of what will soon become new age shooting tactics for horror movies being explored in the early 2000s. And I think this movie is a great example of that because for how silly of a premise a uh, killer tooth fairy is, they shoot it in a very horror movie style mm-hmm. that definitely aids to the scare factor. Mm-hmm. No, it definitely does. I think they did things in a pretty clever way. And, you know, they kind of set themselves up for a success because the whole thing about this this villain is that it has to stay in darkness and has to stay in shadow. So, like, yeah, you see her throughout, but, like, you don't get a, too much of a good look at her for the majority of the time because as soon as she gets in light, she, like, you know, has to back it has up. Has to poof mm-hmm. away. Yeah. yeah. So... I think that's probably the... I think them taking it seriously was actually probably the smartest thing that they could have done. Um, Mm -hmm. Because obviously it scared me. Like, I obviously took it very, very (laughs) seriously myself. And I... Once again, we have a very, very cute child. Like, I was like, this is a very... This... Why is this kid... Every line he says is just so cute. (laughs) <laughs> like what is the, what is up Do they just have like a plethora of cute child actors to choose from for horror films yeah but also why why he got a deep dive into kyle's subconscious like that what? on their first yeah. meet and greet though I, yeah seriously kyle sat down and the kid's like so you've been you, like... so you've been single and you haven't had sex in 25 years and your mom died didn't she because she hated you and, and kyle's like wait a minute <laughs> he's like, whoa, wait a minute whoa, why kid. would you he's like wait why would you say that <laughs> i just came here to give you a flashlight like <laughs> and why are you so afraid well, sometimes old habits die hard you want to see something this flashlight it's my peace of mind why michael just knows that kyle has also seen the tooth fairy like is there some kind of like telekin- unspoken yeah, connection unspoken between them? thing that you just can just detect when other people have seen it um 
because yeah immediately michael's like calling him out and i'm like all right chill chill (laughs) (laughs) chill dude um but that's also like i really enjoy caitlin as a character i think Mm -hmm. she's uh, so she's played by Emma Caulfield, who, for all the Buffy fans out there, you probably know her as Anya. But I, I like that she believes Michael and is like really trying to do what's best for him. And I also like that she is like on Kyle's side because almost immediately everybody just assumes that Kyle killed his mom. Yeah. Like what? With with the absolute quickness, that town was very quick to be like, yeah, that's a murderous kid right there. So quick. They didn't try and look for no evidence or nothing. They just said immediately he did it. Yeah, it's like <laughs> pull or walk, when he was walking him out, I was like, yeah, it's been a trouble kid for a long time. Yeah, I always knew he was trouble. Like, damn. Why? Since when? I bet none of y'all said this to his face yesterday in class. <laughs> oh, so y'all are some backstabbing bitches in this town, huh? <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, oh, we knew he had some problems. Town full of fake so friends. Some so fakes, dude. That's why I don't that's why I don't like none of y'all in this town anyway. <laughs> but yeah, it's like we have no we see no instances of Kyle having any types of issues. Besides maybe he's just like a little bit shy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and yeah, everybody immediately turns on him. But I like that Caitlyn doesn't. Like, I like that she maintains that he is innocent. And I also love that this town is getting absolutely slaughtered throughout the movie. Right. And like, by the end of it, most people believe Kyle, like are on Kyle's side and believe him. But I know Kyle was tired. I know he was exhausted by the end of this, the way that he kept having to try and carry everybody on his back. <laughs> I know Mans was exhausted. Like he had to take care of this whole town and nobody would like listen to him. Everybody's shooting out the lights, keep confiscating his flashlights. Like, come on. Yeah, there was just, I will say, there's a little bit of crazy, I feel like, in the way Kyle would say, don't stand in the light. Like, I don't know if it was mm-hmm. his phrasing. I don't know if it was the tone of his voice. But even knowing that he was right, there are some times where he would just say that shit out of the blue and I'd be like, I don't even believe you, dog. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's trying to prank Maybe- them. Yeah, like maybe like ease into it with some other conversation before immediately being like, you cannot move from light, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, and I think it's. All right, dog. All right, cool. I think it's the way that because it happens a lot in that police scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's because at that point he's like so just sick of the shit. So he's being kind of like a sarcastic asshole about it. And so like, <laughs> which I understand because the police have been like just absolutely gunning for Useless. him this whole time so i understand why he's feeling that way but yeah i think it's the way that he, he way that he says it to them they're immediately immediately shut him down they're like no 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 mm-hmm. not this i would i would have loved halfway through he just doubled down on it been like oh stay stay in the light oh you gotta stay oh you gotta stay in the oh. light no (laughs) oh man yeah because kai Kai, and he's like also single-handedly keeping like the flashlight business afloat Afloat, in this movie it's it's pretty nuts but i do like how quickly things move in this film obviously like i said it's 
pretty short. So mm-hmm. I like how we don't waste very much time in any area. Like we get right into the Caitlin Michael um like storyline. Right away she's calling Kyle for help. Right away he's there. And then right away the Tooth Fairy is like, you know, showing up and showing out. Like, I like that everything mm-hmm. just goes like that. And I also even like the way that it ends. I like that they're successful. I don't, like I said, I don't feel like every horror movie needs a gotcha moment. I like that, yeah. you know, he does it and and puts her to rest. And I also like his one-liner when he says, I see you, bitch. I, bitch. I like that. <laughs> and then proceeds to bitch slap her with fire. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I, I He got a smile out of me for that one. It's true. It's true. The, I mean, the only part about that was the kind of like double ending of like the, ah, we got her. Yeah. Never mind. She's got you. Ah, but it's one liner times. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was okay well, with it. it Saying it out loud. It is a bit bizarre though. Cause it's like, she explodes. Like when they mm-hmm. think that they've killed her the first time, it's not like she just goes away. Like she literally looks like she gets burnt so hard that she explodes <laughs> and then all of a sudden she's back and so yeah. that's the thing that's weird about it to me is if i was them i too would have thought that i was successful right and i'm like why are you still girl what are you still doing here and like that was the curtain call <laughs> why are you still on stage is like you're past your cue matilda come on stop trying to eat up screen time matilda, you're eating up the scenery please can you just like go go girl and so yeah it, but it, i'm glad that he got his one-liner because he definitely deserved it um after mm-hmm. everything he had been through after all the That's shenanigans true. that he had had to deal with throughout this film True, true. So I'm glad he got it. <laughs> my my question to you is, out of everything, what do you think changed the most for you, like revisiting this movie now? Um, I think the thing about it is I, I will say I do believe that I was just a victim of circumstance with this movie. Like, I feel like if I had watched this movie after i lost my tooth i actually think i would have liked this movie i could see my this being a movie that i would have come back to many many times because watching it now i think i actually like i actually paid attention to the characters because the first time i watched it all that mattered to me was the tooth fairy like Mm -hmm. everybody else was just a body And that's like, I remember everybody's deaths because that's all that was to me. It was just her massacring people and me being like, I'm next. Let me see. Let me get ready. What's she doing? Because that's going to be me. (laughs) Like, I better prepare myself (laughs) was like how I felt. And so rewatching it this time, it was nice to actually like care or at least, you know, focus on the characters and their stories and get more into that and just have fun with like like i said those points where people are being like slaughtered in the police station before that was a nightmare to me but now it's like a fun moment of like oh wow this like we're really doing it in this movie we're really getting into some carnage even though it's like you don't see 
Yeah, all she does is swoop people up yeah. and then pull them into darkness. But the again, just like the other movie, it's the idea yeah. that I think uh, that it leaves your imagination to work with that's kind of Yeah, scariest. that was so much worse for me because I was like, what is she doing to them? What? What's happening? Bring them back down. And then, yeah, and then she would like drop them. I think it's like Larry when she drops him and he's still alive and then. And then it's like, I ain't done with you. She's like, actually, maybe I will. Maybe I will keep fucking around. She like comes back, sl- slings him back. Some up. Hold on, let me grab a leg real quick. Larry, I'm so sorry. I know I said, <laughs> I know I said you could live, but <laughs> you might have to die today. But yeah, I definitely created some very, very horrible things um, happening to those people when she would take them up into the darkness. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I think this kind of blankets both movies, but I think what's kind of fun about this idea and like going back and revisiting these movies that scared us too is our point of view has shifted since we've seen these initially, right? Where um, for myself watching it, I feel like a lot of my POV originally was in the first half um, with the POV of the younger kids and dealing with the antagonist and dealing with Pennywise that way where I'm sure watching darkness falls when you're younger, your POV is probably closer to Michael's in terms of Mm -hmm. like, you're, you're afraid of Matilda, but you're also really rooting for this character where the plot is kind of setting them up to get snatched. And you're like, please don't get snatched. Please don't get snatched because that's the closest thing that, you know, is to yourself. But now as adults, we can see the other plot lines that are going on that didn't resonate with us when we were younger. And like we didn't necessarily piece together everything that was happening mm-hmm. because we couldn't. We didn't have the life experience behind it. Right. Um, yeah. But it's kind of it, it, it's crazy what that does to your viewings of things, especially things that, you know, are so deeply rooted in your psyche. Yeah, it, it completely changes you're right it completely changes who you connect with the most and therefore who what you're going to be feeling throughout because you're right yeah I would have felt like Michael watching this and I also think too it was hard for me you know uh, kind of going the same thing with you and it is like it immediately starts off with you see a child get killed and if you're a child that's horrifying. But then with this one, this movie starts off with the kid getting away and then their mom going in to say, no, everything's fine, everything's safe, and then their mom getting killed, which I think is also a fear for a lot of kids, is this mm-hmm. idea that, like like I said earlier, your parents can't protect you or even more, and something that is so powerful that it can even take them out and in its quest to get to you. I, I remember that. I think that's why it stuck with me so much. This is just the idea that like his mom woke up and now she's dead. And then like he's just stuck there now waiting for morning to come. Like that image <laughs> had me mm-hmm. all the way fucked up. Also, yeah, with her with her above the door frame and stuff. Now we've yeah. used that in different ways since then. But damn, it looked real good in this movie. Yeah. Um, it actually... And it's and that idea is terrifying too to just know that you're safe, 
but barely. Like, yeah. just barely. But only just barely. Better hope that that bill got paid and that light doesn't go out. Because if it does, <laughs> that's a wrap for you. And it is, yeah, that's a great image, though, of him sitting in the bathtub with the lights on. And you, like, see half of his body through the shower curtain. And then mm-hmm. she's outside there. And also, shout out to that nurse who didn't seem didn't even look at Matilda so probably would have been safe if she didn't hang out with them (laughs) like she totally would have been fine if she just stayed back but because she went with them she like immediately died (laughs) yeah yo shout out to that body count we appreciate you for being the body that could have been a more important body uh you took one for the team and for that we thank you thank you so much um but but yeah that's uh that is darkness falls i am proud of myself for doing it and I think now that I've done it and like it's more fresh in my head that going back and rewatching it now will be much um easier and less nerve-wracking than (laughs) than the watch that I experienced last night um because yeah like I said if some waves of emotion occurred during that one but by the end of it I felt good I felt proud of myself (laughs) <laughs> as as you should Thank as you, you should this was a big step for both of us Thank you ah uh, yes yes you as well But I mean we cannot leave without also rating mm-hmm. Darkness Falls so what do we rate this out of Flashlights Flashlights is a great one we got teeth we got porcelain yeah. masks um, I feel like it has to be either out of flashlights or teeth yeah, I, I'm cool with flashlights. I'm, okay. I'm cool with flashlights. We'll save teeth. Go with the gut. We'll save teeth for another one. <laughs> we'll find a use for yeah. teeth. Don't you worry, homies. We'll find it. Just like we'll find a, a use for for poop. Smeared poop on the walls. I think that's one that I <laughs> that's one that I wanted to do for a candy man, but you turned it down. That's true. That's true. That one's in the wings, waiting for its moment to shine. <laughs> Yeah, don't you worry, smeared poop. I'll get you in there. Okay, but yes, so we're doing it out of flashlights. And And since this was your fear, Mm -hmm. why don't you hit us up first with your rating? I'm going to give Darkness Falls a 3.7 flashlights out of 5. Okay. Yeah, you know, I... Uh, now that I can actually watch this movie from like a movie standpoint and not just from an oh my god it's the end of the world as I know it standpoint I definitely enjoyed this a lot more than I expected to yes the premise is it's an even an evil tooth fairy like (laughs) it is what it is but I actually think what they did with it was pretty good you definitely have to go you can't go into this movie as seriously as this movie takes itself, I definitely think you have to go into this movie realizing that it is silly. Like, it is a ridiculous idea, and they milk it for what it is. But the characters are good. The story is fast, unfolds quickly. There's a high kill count. The Tooth Fairy design, I actually think, is pretty... It's pretty, like, different. I mean, it kind of reminds me of, like, a Dementor, like, mixed with, like, Phantom of the Opera... Like there's mm-hmm. like a couple of different things where you see it and you'll be like, ah, oh, well, I, it seemed like it looks like things I've seen before. But I remember at the time for me, it was new. Like it was something that I wasn't expecting it to be. So I, mm-hmm. I, I like the design and yeah, I definitely think I'd go back and rewatch this now. So 3.7 flashlights out of five. 
Oh, I also love the noise that the the tooth fairy makes too. Oh, the little, the little, the little growling, like yeah. I can't even do it. But yeah, it's a good, it's a good one. I like it because mm -hmm. it's always like in scenes where you can't see her too, but you just know it's there. Mm -hmm. um, I also watch all my movies with subtitles, so it'll say "Tooth Fairy Growling." <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think I will give Darkness Falls. I'll give it three point. I'll give it three point four out of out of five uh, mm -hmm. flashlights. Mm -hmm. uh, silly premise, like you said, definitely a silly premise. But going back and rewatching it, it wasn't totally trash. So, like, I give it credit for being an early two thousands movie about a killer tooth fairy, and yet still being enjoyable to me mm -hmm. today in twenty twenty one. It's fun. Like the movie's still fun, and I think there are some some nice moments of character development throughout the entire thing. I agree that the overall design of the tooth fairy Matilda Spectre is pretty good. And overall it was like a pretty fun, easy watch and it being a shorter movie makes it a lot more accessible. Uh, I don't know how often I would rewatch it, but I wasn't mad at rewatching it for this. So mm -hmm. uh, I think, 3.4 out of out of five flashlights is probably where I sit on this one. Nice. All right. Well, I'd say that's another fear faced for us. Bam. For me. So yeah, we did it. I'm proud of us. Um, homies, I hope you're proud of us as well. And yeah, I'm really glad that we did that because now I can put that fear to rest. Uh, I can face that movie head on. Mm -hmm. I can look it in the eyes and I can say, you don't scare me, you dumb slut. <laughs> and I can say that with confidence. <laughs> what what a great energy to be going into the Halloween season with <laughs> yeah. this year. True. <laughs> you don't, I'll say this, you don't scare me, you spooky slut. That's what you I should have said. Spooky slut. There it is. Yeah. And now it's officially canon that the homies of horror fear nothing. We have no fears. So True. Now that that's established, um, bring it on, Halloween 2021. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah, try scaring these two. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, um, you can't. <laughs> but I would love to hear from you guys. Like, what is that movie for you? What is that movie that you just have not been able to go back and revisit since you were a kid because you remember it being so scary? Or maybe you already did. Maybe you already did go back and revisit it. But still, let us know what that movie is was for you guys. Um, and yeah, let us know how you felt when you when you went back and revisited. Was this a bad like situation, or did you come out of the other side with your fear faced? Uh, trademark pending. So yeah, <laughs> let let us know. Uh, you can let us know on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. And you guys can always email us as well. You can send us requests, recommendations, say hello, or you can send us um, business inquiries. So yeah, if you'd like to email us, you can reach us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. Or if you prefer to get a little bit more up close and personal, you can come and join our Discord. Uh, the link for that is in our social media bios. So hit that link, uh, be invited in, and come and hang out with not only us, but 
fellow homies. Come discuss horror movies with us and yeah, just revel in being a homie in there if you'd like. And you can also come and hang out with us on Twitch. We stream every single Monday. We do a homie hangout and we play some spooky games. We'll also usually chit chat a little bit more in depth about the podcast episode that came out that day. And we also do some random pop-up streams every once in a while. We'll do watch parties or do some other video game streams or maybe do some some ranking. Uh, I did a Goosebumps ranking that was really fun and I'm looking forward to doing more of those. So if you want to be there for those, follow us on Twitch. The link for that is also in our social media bios. And last, but never least, if you guys are so inclined, we would love it if you would go into Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating or a review. Um, it helps other people get recommended our podcast. It helps the Apple algorithm. And also, we just like to hear what you guys are thinking of the show. So if you would like to let us know, then you can go on to Apple and tap on the stars to leave us a rating or tap on your keyboard to leave us a review. But I think that's it for us. We are now fearless homies signing off tonight. Wishing you guys a very spooky start to October. And we look very much forward to this month. We've got some exciting stuff coming for you guys. Catch you later, homies. Bye.